You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. Before we get started in our next level podcast, I wanted to let you know that we just released our brand new ebook, and it's all about coaching, about how do you select the right coach. For some of you, been very interested in getting a good coach, and it's great to get a good coach, but the right coach for the right situation. So go check it out. It's a free ebook on McIntyre on themichaelmcintyre.com themichaelmcintyre.com and check it out. It's free. Download it for yourself. It's under books and you're going to enjoy it. Thank you. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humble host of the Next Level Podcast. And man, oh man, oh man, are we taking this thing to the next level today. I have a really good friend, an entrepreneur in every sense of the word, a kingdom uh, maker, and just just an all-around super guy in the kingdom. And uh, welcome, uh, Bob Hassan. Bob, how are you doing today? Oh, Michael, I'm awesome. How are you? I'm batting a thousand, baby, now that you're on the phone. Listen, I just want to let everybody know who you are a little bit. Give you a, give everybody just a brief background uh, because it's real important. I know you're pretty much famous, but I just, for some of the, some of my people out there. In, uh, Michael, I'm, the, I'm famous in my own mind. So let's get that straight. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, baby. I hear you. Listen, Bob is an amazing entrepreneur in every sense of the word. And uh, you're going to hear some of that story, too, and how he's overcome and how he's done what he's got to do. And uh, he listens to the Lord and uh, he does amazing things in his business. And I want to talk about that. But Bob also has a really cool book out called The Business of Honor. Him and Danny Silk, uh, which I got to interview here, him and his wife, Sherry, here a few weeks back, uh, got together and cooperated on this book. And Bob's greatest passion is strengthening leaders in their organizations with specific focus on developing sound organizational structure, fiscal responsibility, and dynamic relationships on leadership teams. Bob is the CEO of R.M. Hassan Painting Contractors, which he founded back in 1978. And he is an amazing uh, uh, business guy here. He's got a huge business, which we're going to talk about. He's got an amazing wife. He's got some great daughters and uh, beautiful children, and uh, he's just he's just out here in the kingdom. So, Bob, how's that for an intro? Well, everything I'm going to say from now on is going to go downhill after that. <laughs> Look, <laughs> what, one of the things I just want our, our listeners to know is how you and I met. I remember, I think it was about a year and a half ago, or maybe it was two years ago, uh, you were in town for uh, a Sean Bowles deal, deal and uh, one of my buddies got the, uh, got the pleasure of escorting you, driving you around, and uh, I think he was uh, my PR agent at the time, but uh, anyways, we got to sit at the same table along with Chris Valentin, and we got to hang out together, and you, you were on the panel with Sean talking about business, and, and you know, you and I immediately 
disconnected. And probably because we're both business guys, we're entrepreneurs, we love Jesus. But I just felt a really kinship immediately when we met. And uh, mm-hmm. we've got to do some other things. And we got to go out to the West Texas and do some things as well. And uh, we've had a good visit and uh, had, had some funny uh, exchanges. And so I just want to let everybody know that uh, you have really poured into the community that you work in, that you live in, and you've poured into the kingdom in a big way. And I know that you know, being a entrepreneur business owner like you are, you've you've dealt with some great times and some bad times too. Yeah. And it's funny, Michael. And, I've been I've been in business since nineteen seventy eight. And, you know, you, you call me an entrepreneur and I kind of laugh at that because I started a painting business out of my Volkswagen bug with Surfax. <laughs> and love now it. I'm just doing the same thing, you know, forty two years later in a mature company. So I don't view myself as an entrepreneur. I guess I could say I bootstrapped the company way back then. Um, And interestingly enough, when I started my, if you wanted to call it a business back then, um, that's when the Lord found me. So I've been walking with the Lord since 1978. All that means is I've made all of my mistakes in the Lord. And so I do Mm. understand the grace and mercy of Jesus um, as he's helped me, you know, walk through this path of marriage and business and family, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and how long have you been married, Bob? Uh, 32 years this year. Come on, we have, man. We have four kids. We have two boys um, and two girls. And we have one grandson and another granddaughter on the way. So uh, we, are, we are living the life. Amen. And now you reside in beautiful San Diego, is that correct? Yeah, we live in San Diego, California. And, and someone has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed they do. And so I want I want the audience to hear, you know, cuz I know a lot of times right now and with everything going crazy with the economy and up and down and all around and 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 people sometimes get disenfranchised and they get discouraged and what what was it about for you uh to stay positive in those in those times that were were in question and uh you said that you know you started out you know out of your car painting things and and uh and then in that process you found you know Jesus you know came and blessed you and you accepted him into your life what was it that during those times and i know even times after you had some success in business uh things got kind of turned difficult for you at that time and so how did you pivot during those very down times in in your business I guess the, the the thing that I didn't know then that I know now is that I was able to not compartmentalize my faith. So, you know, I think most people that know me, if you ask them about me, I am the same at home. I am the same at church. I'm the same at work. I was able to bring Jesus into kind of every area of my life. So when things started to turn when we almost went bankrupt when the great recession happened um i i was already i already had jesus as a part of my daily routine at work and and so um i go around and speak with sean in these business lunches and we talk about this hearing god in your business and a lot of people are listening to it like looking at us like we have a third eye (laughs) <laughs> and what I what I what I've what I've noticed is is that 
um, you know, there's a good amount of the Christian population who who hasn't made Jesus uh, their business partner, if you will, or their work partner. And and I think, you know, and somebody will argue, say, well, he's not your partner, he's your boss. And yeah, we could you could talk about that. But my point is bringing him into the daily activities that you're using in the marketplace. And I think that is one big thing um, that, yeah. uh, that I was, that I was able to do and I didn't know I was doing it. I just, it just sort of happened. So he, he had grace on me there. So in, in that time, you, you just partnered with Jesus. You said, okay, you're going to be my partner in this deal, in this operation, this painting business. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you might've heard me speak before, but, uh, my friend David Green, Hobby Lobby founder and mm-hmm. owner, he did the same thing when he was struggling. He 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 told me, he said, Mike, I just did I I I had pride. I had too much pride, and he explained how he had to let Jesus come in and be the CEO and be his partner in this thing. And so, uh, I totally understand that. And I think oftentimes, yeah. alphas like us want to do things the way we want to do them. And uh, I think at a young age, you succumb to that fact that, hey, I need to partner with him. He is my partner. (laughs) And here's the nice thing is he only wants 10 percent. I mean, you know, I I know David Green gives like 70 percent, but I know that that's that's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal to partner with him and say, okay, what do you want me to do, Lord? And that way I take it. That's when you start hearing the Lord in your business. Yeah, and I think, like, I'll tell you a story. Many, many years ago, I had, um, uh, we were doing at the time six jobs, 12 jobs, and six jobs, uh, the contractors went bankrupt. So all of a sudden, um, roughly half of our sales was uncollectible. And I didn't know what to do. Obviously, we laid people off of the jobs that stopped, but uh, for about 30 days, I was going to work super early in the morning trying to figure this out. I, I would paint in the morning and go to the office in the afternoon. And finally, one day I got home and Lauren, you know, stopped me in the kitchen and she said, um, tell me what's going on. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Nothing. Because <laughs> right? I didn't understand. I didn't know. And she said, Bob, something is wrong. And I want to know. And so I broke down and told her, you know, this. And I said, I think, I think we're going to go bankrupt. And I, and she said, Oh, that's all. That's all that's wrong because you've been so isolated. <laughs> I thought maybe there was something wrong with our marriage. And I was like, No. So we had this long conversation, and she said, Well, what do you think you want to do? And God downloaded this um, strategy to me to go talk to my vendors and all the people I owed money to. Um, and, and tell them what I saw coming. And so I did mm. that and said, listen, if, you know, let's say I owe you a couple hundred thousand dollars, but then at the time was huge. Sure. Um, I, I, I can't pay it right now, but if you let me make payments over time, I will do that. <clears throat> and, uh, they said, yes, I couldn't believe it. And so I negotiated a deal where I made these payments over time. And then on the jobs that we were working on, we, we did this thing called joint check. So when we got paid, material supplier was on the check also. So they got paid current. Wow. And that happened with, that happened with my, with, with my bonding company. It happened with my insurance company. All these people said, yeah, you know, we believe in you and we want to help you get through this. 
um, that, which I did. That, and listen, it, I, wa- I want to say something about that real quick, if you don't mind, because I think I don't want our listeners to miss what you just said, because what you just said is platinum, gold, diamond nuggets, man. Because, look, a lot of times fear will put us into isolation, right? And it will, and, and we hide and we, we do these things. But if you just come out in the light, if you just talk to your vendors, if you talk to people that you owe money to, say, hey, here's where I'm at. Here is where I mean, man. I think you know that, like, like they worked with you, Bob. That was that was life giving, and you probably surprised some of your vendors in the bank, saying, "Hey, here's where I'm at. You know, these people owe me money. I'm going to try to get it to you." And I think a lot of times we go into fear and think, "Oh, you know, they're, they're going to throw me in debtor's prison," which doesn't exist. But what you're saying is so profound, and I want our listeners to know that that if you're struggling, if you're having a difficult time, just come out man come out in the light be transparent and i think i think that's a turning point i know that was a turning point for you yeah well the truth sets you free and, and my material supplier that i that i owed a couple hundred thousand dollars to said this is the first time in my 40-year career that somebody's come to talk to me before there was a problem you see Bam. i wasn't i wasn't in arrears i hadn't missed any payments it's just that i saw that was on the horizon sure and so you know, this story um, is applicable for today. People are unemployed. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, people's sir. businesses have lost have lost business. We don't know. Are we going to open? Are we going to close? Are we going to reopen? Are, can we go outside? Can we go inside? Do we make payroll? How is this going to work? And and so the honesty, like what you talked about, the honesty of going and 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 unburdening yourself by telling the people that you're partnering with, what I found out in that season was that it's not only my business, it's the business that I do with customers, vendors, Mm. professional suppliers, it's all intertwined. It's an ecosystem. Mm. And they did not want me to go bankrupt. Sure. And they wanted to do whatever they could to help me. And 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 this remains the same for today for all the troubles that people are, are 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 running in right now you know the other thing i want to say is who are we listening to today there's conspiracy theorists on the left there's conspiracy theorists on the right but here's what i want to say ephesians 6 says we battle not against flesh and blood but powers and principalities and rulers of the air so evil has always been in this world and we aren't fighting against flesh and blood. It, whatever your party affiliation is or whatever you, you, you think, we're battling against God and the enemy. And Come so on. if we put our eyes on Jesus right now and take our eyes off of what we're the temporal, of what we're, of what we're hearing in the news or what we're hearing on our feeds <clears throat> and recognize that there is a war going on that we just don't know anything about. It gives us peace knowing that God's in control. He's on the throne. So good. That's so good, man. I love that. And I, and I think you're right. I mean, there is a lot of angst out there. And, I, you know, one of the things that I think is we get off kilter and the enemy loves to show us the dark side the shine, or the shiny object, the distraction. And, you know, and I think sometimes we need to take, you know, maybe a, a one week fasting of the news and not 
not listen to the news and and just and you know go in even have a fast yeah and pray about it and say okay mm-hmm. what do you want me to do father how do i how do i navigate these waters because you are in charge jesus is still on the throne he still is king and once we give him that authority and say come into my life and bless my life tell me get, let let me hear from you lord and you know you know i, I think uh, it, there's a there's a verse that says be still and i think as entrepreneurs as business owners we feel and I know I have felt this too, Bob, is that we have to do something, right? We have to do something. Well, sometimes you just need to sit there and listen to him and just pray into that. And there's answers there. There truly is. Yeah, be still and know that I am God. And then in Philippians 3, the peace that passes all understanding. I mean, guys, men and women, this is what we're after. We're after yeah. peace, especially in these times of uncertainty where one day there's one piece of news and the next day there's a contrary piece of news. We just don't know. That's right. And, and so turning to Jesus and that he offers uh, this peace that passes all understanding. You're right, Michael. Be still and know that I am God is maybe the hardest scripture for, for guys like us. It so because is, man. It so like, is. Let's go do something and know that he is God, right? Because if we're doing something, we feel productive. And true, and I think it, it's our identity. You know, in in the book, the business of honor, we we talk about the first three chapters. We really do talk about what is our identity, and our identity, simply stated, is that we are loved sons and daughters of God. Mm. And no matter what we do, whether we sin or whether we produce a lot and we become a billionaire, we're still loved sons and daughters of God. And so once we know that, that's our center, then everything we do from there is okay. If we don't produce, if we get fired, if we get laid off, if we're having a hard time making our bills, if we're having hard times in our relationships, we we, we recognize right off the bat we're loved sons and daughters of God first, and then we can go ask God to help us solve all those other issues. So good. On the, and, no, no, and and go what, one thing, I'm sorry, but one, one no, other sorry, thing. Let's say we're producing and we're making a whole bunch of money and our relationships are good and everything's going good. We have the tendency to forget that we're loved sons and daughters of God. That mm, we actually so did this. That we actually have done all this really cool stuff. And so, you know, if you're in one of those, if you're in one of those situations where, you know, you're blessed, your life is blessed, uh, you're, you're looking around like, I can't believe this is happening. Just remember, first, you're a loved son or daughter of God. Good. That's so good. You know, one of the things I interviewed Sean and uh, yeah, I know he's, share just with you and uh, you know I, I said how do you know how do you know when you hear from god he said well just reverse engineer your life mcintyre he said just take a look <laughs> back at it and so he said just look at all the times you know even before i was following jesus said just look at all the success that you've had and stuff he says listen you didn't do that you're not that good <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. you know you're, you're you're so right you're so right and uh it, it's true and if you just reverse engineer things and take a look at them and see how God was walking in your step with you step by step and carrying you most of the time. It's really a humbling experience, you know? Um, 
Let, let me ask you this, because you mentioned the, the business of honor. And, I, you know, Danny Silk has been, you know, he's coached me in, in, in stuff when I mm-hmm. got into the church business a little bit. And he's such an amazing guy. And I know you, you and him are very close. I know you had some resistance in writing that book with him, co-authoring it. What went on when you guys decided to write this book, the business, you know, the business of honor? Oh, I'll just tell you a funny story. <laughs> okay. um, you know, you have the you have those friends who see something in that you don't see in you. Mm. Well, Danny Danny's one of those friends. So he loves to drive fast. And we were in Sacramento and he was driving too fast. And he said, Hey, I want you to help me write a business book based on the culture of honor. And I said to him, I don't, I don't even write long emails, Danny. And and he said, he said, look, all you got to do is write a few business stories and then we'll just mix in some culture of honor and some keep your love on. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, you know, okay. So then he stuck out his hand to me. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, let's shake on it. So I shook on it. And then he said, so here's how it's going to go. You're going to write the book. It's going to be your story. We're going to put some. And I was like, uh, you retraded me. That's not the deal. I'm out. And he said, no, you're not. What are you, chicken? Oh, man. And I said, hmm. So for the next 18 months, you know, I, I wrote the book. But where we had where we had some differences is he told me, you know, that love, love um, is a big part of business. And we need to talk about love. And I said, no, love isn't a big part of business. Business guys aren't going to understand that. And so we wrestled around about that for a while. And then in 2017, the college national championship game, Clemson came back in the second half uh, to beat Alabama. Mm. And when Dabo Swinney was interviewed on ESPN on national TV, the announcer said to him, "How? what did you say to your team that uh, caused you guys to be able to come back. And he he had tears in his eyes and he said, I told him, guys, I don't know how we're going to win, but we're going to win because we love each other. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, Danny's right. Wow. Here's the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and so I texted him and said, dang it, you know, you're right. And so, <laughs> You know, I learned, you know, this thing in writing the book that, you know, love really does have a huge part. And, of course, I operate my business that way, and so do you. Um, At the end of the day, we're trying to build a culture where we're esteeming people and allowing people to make money, but a culture of love, not fear. First John 4, 18 says, fear and love cannot coexist because fear has to do with punishment. And so in our businesses, we don't want a punishment-related business. I know you and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. Uh, well, you know, Danny is a real persuasive kind of cat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he really is. And, and uh, now that he's seen, now that Sherry and him are working together, it's it's like a super super power couple. But uh, so. Your book is amazing, and I think you know, in in bringing love into that business. I mean, that's I've heard some of your stories on on getting contracts and dealing with certain things. And at one time, you guys were struggling. I know. Uh, I think you shared at one of the symposiums at Sean Bowles' deal. You y'all were struggling with a union takeover at one time. 
And could you share with our listeners how what what you grappled with that? Because I know you're in you know the Republic of California, and I understand it's <laughs> it's a little bit different business environment than Texas. But you you navigated that waters with 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 grace. But I know it was a it was a struggle for a while. Could you share a little bit of that story with our listeners? Well, this is a funny story about God doing something and me not understanding it. So I'm a relationship-based business guy. And, you know, all through my career, I would get contracts because I built relationships. And so, you know, year over year, decade after decade, you build these relationships. And we started doing bigger work in Los Angeles and Northern California. And we took some jobs um, from union uh, painting contractors. So the union got after us, and essentially they put a 32-count indictment class action suit against us. And, you know, when we got around the bargaining table, our lawyers said to them, you know, are you out to bankrupt Bob? And they said, well, no, we want them to be, uh, we want him to be a union contractor. Uh, but if he doesn't, um, yeah, he'll probably go bankrupt. Mm. And and so the handwriting was on the wall that I was going to need to do this. But Lauren and I, we make decisions together. And so obviously this is a big decision. And I came home and she's a very she has a lot of justice in her. And I came home and said, hey, this is what I'm seeing. And she said, I'm not seeing this at all. I, we, I don't want to be partners with the union. Uh, this is our business. And, you know, she ended up taking six months to feel peace about it. And once we joined the union, um, which I thought was the beginning of the end, all these contractors that I built all these relationships with, when I called them, they said, finally, now we can give you the real big work. Wow. Union contractor. And so what I thought was, you know, just evil ended up being one of the one of the things that changed the metrics of our business. And you know, I've we've been a proud union contractor now for 15 years, and uh, we've uh, you know just followed all the rules and regulations, and and uh, so that's a, it's kind of a funny story. One of my friends, I was in a men's group who. You know, we prayed and prayed and prayed every week. And then after all this happened, he said, so let me get this straight. You basically fought God for a year when he was trying to bless you. <laughs> well, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yes, George, I guess I did. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, and, and didn't you land like the L.A. Coliseum after this? Well, um, we got a whole in, – in like in 2007, we we landed – these massive casinos and new casinos in Las Vegas. And then as the recession hit, there were 13 construction sites in Las Vegas. Two of those construction sites continued through the recession and those were ours. The rest wow. of them stopped. Um, and we rolled from that into an eight year project at Los Angeles International Airport. And yeah, now we're just <laughs> finishing um, the new Rams Coliseum it's going to open in uh, August this year. Listen, li- listeners, I want you to know something. This guy, Bob Hassan, is a true believer, and he truly, you know, partners with the Lord. I mean, this he's got this business that's just 
phenomenal. And he's, you know, and, and none of it came easy. I mean, I mean, he struggled. You heard his story, you know, his partner, George said he fought with God because he was wanting to bless him. And, and, you know, in, in the kingdom business, sometimes it's upside down. And sometimes we have to look at it from a different, you know, paradigm. We have to take off our old glasses and maybe put on some Jesus glasses, right? Because, you know, Jesus says, you know, the, uh, whoever will be first will be last and whoever's last is first. And so with that, your business is booming. And I know we talked uh, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, just seeing how you were doing through this COVID deal. And you said, man, I said, we're just blessed. You know, we're still working. We're still, you know, we're an essential business and business is still happening. Money's still moving. And, and I just think that's an amazing testimony, Bob, and you're on your, you and Lauren's behalf and, and, and listening to the Lord and just, you know, surrendering to the process. Well, I know that you and Stacy are in the same in, in in the same flow. You know, we talked the the three of us talked in Texas and you guys have your next level experiences that are just going through the roof and God is blessing both of you. And yeah. you know, I don't know why it is, Michael, uh, because you know, we don't deserve this blessing that God's giving us, but he is. And so since he, since he is, we have this mandate just to marshal it or steward it well. You mentioned Sean. Uh, he and I are writing a book together about hearing God in business. It's going to come out uh, first quarter of 21. But he and I were talking in, while we were writing. One, one of the things I notice is the way that I hear God is if it doesn't make any sense. So if I have a thought, let's say, you know, the right thing to do, the right thing to do is, you know, here's the right thing to do. It's well thought out. um, And and this is the right thing to do. But then God comes in and invades your mind and says, no, I want you either to do the opposite or I want you to do something that's 45 degrees different or even 180 degrees. And you think that that is not what God invades your thought. And this is what I was talking about earlier. If if you're walking with the Lord in your business or in your job, when he starts to speak to you, you are used to hearing his voice in it. And so for me, <laughs> when it doesn't make sense, I'm like, oh, this must be the Lord. Because, so good. you know, I'm a practical person and I'm always going to default to the practical side. Sure. That's so good. And, you know, a lot of people during this situation have asked me, you know, how do I, you know, and let me just switch topics here just a second, because I think it's really good. But a lot of people say, McIntyre, how do I invest right now? What what stocks do I buy? And I'm, I'm sure you, I know you do a lot of consulting as well. And people ask you this question, what's, what's generally your answer in these times of uncertainty, if you will? You know, where do you put your money? How do you invest your money? Where do you, you know, you know, some people say, well, I'm going to just, you know, wrap it in tinfoil and stick it in the freezer, you know, uh, or put it in my mattress or bury it in cans out in the backyard. But some people say, listen, I really, I, and you know, I just did a podcast this last week about, I think now is the time to really pour yeah. in, you know, and cause I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the twenties, you know, I love history and I follow history in, in the, in the twenties and in the great depression, you know, people that uh, got together and started new businesses and started entrepreneurship became multimillionaires today's standards. They'd be billionaires, but you know, what, what, what is what's your advice out there that people seek because you have you have been blessed and you know you know you listen to the lord where do where do they invest now or where do they put their money or what advice would you give 
somebody that has a few dollars that wants to invest? Well, first of all, I'm big on fiscal responsibility. So um, the first thing I'm going to say is we need to make sure that we have, let's say, three to six months of whatever our monthly carry is. Mm. We, we need to make sure that we're fiscally responsible that way, that we have a nest egg that if scorched earth happens and pretty much, you know, we just went through uh, a health <laughs> and <sure>. economic <laughs> pandemic. Yep. So cash is king uh, in, yep. in my view. Once you're past that, if you're comfortable that you have enough security um, uh, in, in liquid assets, then I think that having a measured and strategic investing program is good. If you know real estate, you're looking for the real estate deals, which I haven't seen. Uh, real estate prices, at least out here in California, have pretty much held. Um, I, I think it could be six more months before you start seeing foreclosures uh, because people couldn't pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Um, in in March, there was the, the market dropped 30% in a couple of days. And if you were a savvy investor, <clears throat> then uh, and had some cash uh, beyond your beyond what what you need for your your uh, monthly your your monthly obligations, then you know. Investing in the market uh, was a good was a good was a good um, was a good idea because the market rebounded back almost to the same place, even a little higher. The Nasdaq right. is trading at a record right now. So, so I, I don't think it's a time for um, investing with a high risk, but I do think it's a time. I do agree with you. That if you are inclined to start a business, if you have entrepreneurial ideas, this is a good time. And, yeah. Um, we we can't ever default to saying, oh, this time's too hard, so I shouldn't start. So true. So true. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what what do I invest in? You know, and I'm I'm not. You know, I've I've made money in stock market and I've lost money in the stock market. You know, but I I always tell people invest in what you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you if you know real estate, if you know the marketplace, you want to flip houses. Great. If you know the stock market, I know a lot of people are making money in day trading because the market's so volatile. You know, day trading would is it just that's not me. I just don't. You know, first of all, I don't have the time for that. I'm too busy doing mm-hmm. other things instead of sitting at the computer all day watching these numbers go back and forth. But uh, I know some people are very talented in that. But one of the things I always say: invest in what you know. And, and if you know yourself. If you know your identity and who you are in, in the Lord and, and who your who your heavenly Father is, invest in yourself, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because because you know where the money's going. You know, and you know, uh, it, you know, if you take on a partner, that's fine. You know, I've got I got mixed feelings about partnerships, but I do know that if you invest in yourself, and if you do have some extra cash, like you said, maybe some money that you're, you know, if you're going to invest in it, I always tell people only invest in money that you can lose. You know, so, uh, if you if if you can't if that money's keeping you up at night because you bought you know uh, ten thousand shares of Exxon and you're you can't sleep at night then that's that's not of him. So I think that's good advice. And you know, having three to six months you know uh, horizon you know in case everything goes 
you know, the heck in the handbasket that you're still going to be able to make your mortgage, make your rent, buy your groceries, what have you, and make your car payments. Cause I think that's very important. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, if, if, you know, and in, in, in the stock market, it's hard to know, you know, catch a falling knife, right? You never know when the bottom really is going to hit, you know, you, you can project. And we always look back, we always look back with that 2020 vision, <laughs> you know, uh, People say, well, I wish I'd have bought Amazon or Tesla back in the day. Well, you know, true, but there are some, you could look at a dozen or a hundred dozen other companies that you could have bought <laughs> at that dollar ninety-five that are, you know, are on the ash heap, heaps of history too. So uh, you just, you don't know. And sometimes it's just, it's pure luck and it's, sometimes it's God helping you out. But uh, okay. My next question is, uh, if you were going to start today, let's say you were going to start from scratch, you're, you know, you're a 30 year old guy, just got out of college maybe. And, you know, you, and, and you're married and you have, a, have one child and you're going to start, start a business. Okay. What would be the top three things that you would do as an entrepreneur in preparing to start that business? Number one is spend the time to write a strategic plan. Hmm. And by writing a strategic plan, I mean, what is your business? What is your vision for it? What are your goals, short, mid, and long term? What are the demographics? What is the market cap for this business you're doing? Who is doing it in your area or in the nation? If it's um, doing a SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunity, and threats, yeah. so that you you can you can uh, begin to understand what you're doing. Without a vision, uh, people will perish. And so what I, once you write the strategic plan, whether it's three pages, five pages, or 30 pages, then you go to the people, advisors, mentors, people who you trust and say, does this make sense to you? <laughs> That's good. And, and you're doing this before you invest a dollar. Amen. Because um, all you all you've done is put sweat equity in it, and God will work through you. He will speak to you in the strategic planning process. And for that matter, people who are running businesses now, I believe in in writing strategic plans every couple of years, and um, it ends up becoming a guide for you over the years. We have I have strategic plans all the way back to 1980. Wow. And Never in my wildest dreams did I believe that what my business would look like today, but I did have vision for, hey, I'd like to take, you know, steps. I'd like to do bigger jobs. I'd like to grow my business. And, and so as, I, as, as, as the business grew, the vision and the goals changed. Um, and so if you're an entrepreneur thinking about that, before you invest a dollar, Spend the time to write it. Spend the time to talk to your mentors and advisors. Listen to constructive feedback. Mm. Alter it. And then you'll feel a peace about moving into uh, spending your hard-earned after-tax dollars to start the business. So good. And and with your, I know you and Lauren have a, such an amazing marriage and she's, and I love the fact that you and Lauren make decisions together before you make, you know, before you do things. And I, I love that. So would you tell this 30 year old, you know, entrepreneur, uh, make sure that you're, you and your spouse are on the same team in this. Yes. I happen to marry a woman. Not only is she beautiful, she's smart. Mm -hmm. She and is. So, <laughs> And so 
And so I, you know, I have a partner. I look at my marriage as a partnership. And when people are thinking about getting divorced, you know, <laughs> I'm saying to them, listen, you're in a partnership. And, That's right. And so are you willing to throw away a 5, 10, 15, 20-year investment in a partnership? Or are you willing to say, maybe I should humble myself and go to counseling? Maybe oh, I should think about before you know I, I dissolve this this partnership um so yeah i i believe that you know marriage is one of the strongest things that that you can enter into one of the hardest things one of the most satisfying things yeah and Lauren, um over the years has been one of my greatest business advisors well, I got the pleasure of seeing Lauren speak at, at Sean Bowles Symposium, and she can bring the fire. I mean, she, oh. is, a, she, she is a firecracker, man. And yeah. uh, it just blew me away. Uh, of course, Stacy loved her outfit, of course. I mean, she's just a fashion you know, queen, and she looks amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Lauren just is like, you know, she's spitting fire out there, man. She's all in. And, I, I, and you two are, are somewhat opposites. When you get up and speak, you're, you're very direct. You're very, you're very articulate, but you're, you're, you don't have that same, uh, that same fire nope. that she has. And I, and I love that about you two because I always look at, at you know, how God puts, you know, because God puts opposites together. Right to make a whole, right? Mm -hmm. Because you mm -hmm. cause you step into holy matrimony, and it's and holy matrimony. You know that wasn't you know the the Democrats didn't create that, the Republicans didn't create that, the Supreme Court didn't create that. God created that, and when you have that holy matrimony like you and Lauren have, that's why life works. That's why your children you have fruit. And I always tell people when you look for a consultant or a, or a coach, look for the fruit in their life. And when you when I see Lauren up there on stage and lighting up the whole auditorium of 5000 people, you know, their hair's on fire, man. They're running around, they just they love it. I and and to see you and how you two balance each other out, it's just truly holy matrimony. And I just it's Stacy and I were in awe of watching you guys operate. Mm, well, thank you. She's she is amazing, and she, you know, I look forward to a lot more from her. But the point is, is that you, you know, you and Stacy are making decisions together. You guys are doing NLE together. She is coaching and counseling and mentoring um, both men and women, as you are. And when you get to a place with someone, you're like, hmm, you should talk to Stacy. <laughs> it's and, so true. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. in the same place. Yeah, so it's it, so true. It really is a blessing from the Lord. So uh, it is. And so let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, I know you're doing consulting. I see your Instagram stuff. And I know Jeremy, by the way, thank you for that word. I, I'm connecting with Jeremy next week. I just let everybody know he's an amazing guy. Uh, but I know you're out there. You're putting yourself out there. And I love that because you don't have to, you know, you, you know, uh, you, you don't have to. You can just hang out at the country club and go golfing or travel around and do whatever you want to do. But you are still giving out and giving back. So tell tell our listeners, number one, how do they get a hold of you if they want to, if you're open to that? And number two, what are you doing in this consulting business? Because it looks amazing. And I, I love seeing your Instagram postings. Well, thank you. Well, on social media, I'm, I'm I'm most active on Instagram, and it's I think it's at Bob Hassan. Um, the same with Facebook, and then my web uh, my my website is uh, HassanConsulting.com. Uh, 
And so what you'll see on there are blogs, um, uh, some clips of me speaking, uh, things that I've written, and uh, there is a way to contact through the website. And, uh, you know, I'm not out looking uh, to start a consulting business. Um, I already have a business. But I am <laughs> looking do. for people to get set free. Come and on. so people have told me over and over, you know, your voice matters. Um, you know, the things that you say need to be heard. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And, you know, I'm the reluctant um I'm, I'm i'm you know reluctant but over the years i started to see okay this is true so so i um you know that's kind of what i'm doing i'm writing books i'm speaking um and i'm doing some consulting um and it's really really satisfying for me it's so good and what one thing that you say how you're reluctant you and you truly are i i i know that you know you do this and you do it well and and, and whoever gets to you know to bring you know to consult with you they're just blessed to do that but uh you know gideon also was very reluctant yes in fact you know <laughs> so you like the analogy don't you yeah and so uh you know and and Gideon needed to have two miracles shown for him, and I, I don't think you've asked for that. So uh, I just admire no. the way you're you're stepping into that space, and and you know you've got an amazing business. I mean I don't know how many you know you got thousands of employees, you got all kinds of stuff going on. You're just making it happen out here, and 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 not only are you talking the talk, but you walk the walk, Bob Hassan. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for Bob Hassan. Thank you for the yes. Thank you for for sharing your wisdom, and because what you and Lauren do. And, and on a day in day out basis, it's like it's 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 it makes a difference in the kingdom. And uh, listeners, if you, you check Bob's uh, social media out, follow him on there. Check out his website. Get the book, uh, A Business of Honor. And I can't wait till this next book comes out with Sean. And so, is Sean is did Sean kind of wrestle you in the same way Danny did, or was it an easier uh, on? Well, I like to think the older I get. You know, the more I, I'm, it was easier on ramping. I, I do, I do know now that I said earlier I was reluctant, but I do know that, you know, God is calling me to do some things. So yeah, I had this funny thing happen. I'll, I'll close with this if you don't mind. Um, Certainly. God started about, I don't know, 10 years ago, God started asking me, will you say yes to me? Hmm. And I was irritated. Like I well, I've been a Christian for 42 years. I've been serving. What do you mean? And will you say yes to me? Will you say yes to me? Yes, Lord. I, I might. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> and yeah, I started getting frustrated. Like I'm going to get in a fist fight with God pretty soon. <laughs> and, and so then he asked me this question. If people that you love and care for ask you to do something, will you say yes? And so wow, that he put some skin on those bones. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought about it for a while. Cause I, and literally, because we're at the shame background that I come from, I thought this, well, if I love and care for them and they love and care for me, then they're probably not going to want to embarrass me or <laughs> see, or do harm to me. So after I, I, I wrestled with the Lord a bit on this, I said, yes, Lord, I'll, yes. And so guess what happened, Michael? People that? started asking me to do things. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you know, I'm at the point now that when they ask me to do things, I, 
I've really made an oath to the Lord that I would say yes. <laughs> it's so good, so good. Yeah. And and that's why you're you're constantly walking in that alignment, you know. And and you know and you know, I was talking to Banning, you know, talking, you know, you you you've got the gift. God gives everybody gifts. You've got the gift. You've been anointed. You stay in you stay in the presence of the Anointed One, which is Jesus Christ. And then you walk in that authority. And so it's like kind of David, you know, didn't become king until he had the authority, you know. It, 20 years in the making and that's where you walk bob and you walk in that authority mm-hmm. and uh that yes god gives you that the avenue to come out there and bless other people because we need we need uh you know we don't need more leaders we need great people to lead and you are a great man in his kingdom and you show up daily you and lauren are like i said you guys are the power couple in his kingdom and and uh man just i want to say thank you for taking the time out and i know I know you put off a trip to L.A. to, to make this uh, interview, and I appreciate you doing that uh, and saying yes again. And uh, and good luck on this on this book with Sean Bowles and hearing from the Lord in business. Is that is that going to be the title? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's the working title. So working we'll title. See, thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate. I love the podcast. I love your last week's podcast and. I just appreciate all the next level experience that's happening, seeing your posts, seeing all the crazy people. And, you know, like one of the things that makes my day is when you are like driving or riding in the car and then somehow there's a camera on you and you're yelling at us. You're encouraging us. (laughs) Every time I see it, I I laugh and I'm like, there's McIntyre. There he goes again. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for the acknowledgement, I think. <laughs> and uh yeah, we have a good time. I listen, I like I like to yeah. laugh. I like to have fun. I think we need more levity in, in the church, you know, at I, I do. And uh and so, you know, we are blessed and beyond measure and uh yeah. so my man, I just want you to know that uh you are a uh you are an entrepreneur uh kingdom maker and i just uh again i can't say enough about that and uh, hey listeners check out his book man the business of honor with danny silk bob took in and co-authored this book it's an amazing book and uh, we look so forward to uh your, your yours and sean's book and so uh bob have a great week man and uh hey, keep focused on the prize big man thank you brother. thank you michael bless you Hey, friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.